Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your boy Tristan Mac Wilds coming to you with a new episode of Guys Next Door. But these are, aren't your regular episode. These are what we're calling our essential episodes. Yes. So uh, you're not tuned into the wrong place. Make sure you tune in every Monday, just like we do. Uh, if you're here, we appreciate you. You know, we've been rocking for like three, almost four years now, man. And you guys are still here. So we appreciate you guys. You know, make sure that you like, make sure that you guys uh, subscribe, make sure that you guys, uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Music, make sure that you hit that like button, you know, give us a nice little five stars or whatever. You know, we, we, we need the validation. We appreciate the validation. But all in all, these next couple of weeks, all of us are coming to you, giving you guys our favorite episodes over the span of these last three years so that you guys can uh, get a feel or just remember these old times with us. Um, you know, it's it's always good to kind of look back every now and then. So without further ado, let's get into this first one. Okay, so the first one for me is episode 27, Keep It Butte, featuring our girl Star Brim. Now, understand, it's hard to get Mouse Jones to sweat. It's hard to put him in a corner. But when I tell you Star came in and put this man in a box, woo, dog, you had to be there to get the whole vibe. But you guys can definitely hear it during the entire conversation. But she gives us a little bit of the story, a little background of where she's been, how she's been, and what's been going on. But just peep how she got Mouse on the ropes. Just just pay <laughs> Don't pay me because you didn't come to the club. Yo, Damn! Yo, you holding shit against me from 13 years ago. No, from one year ago. All right, either way. <laughs> wow. It was in, one. In the, in the age of social media, one year is really a long time. First of all, it counts because I just did like three three bookings I since came. I've been home. I would have wow. came. But you didn't know. come. Would have, could have, should have. I would have came. Wow. All right, but now I'm going to come. I'm coming to all of them now. Are you going to throw some money on me? I no, didn't say, say that. Let's, out, let's, say let's, it let's, out let's, your, say let's, it out your I want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear let's it. Say, let's take baby steps. No, 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 I'm going to no, get no. there. I'm grown. I ain't taking no baby steps. Is you, you with it or is you ain't? Four. Like, I'm we have listen, to take baby steps. I am grown. <laughs> <laughs> you can't step in those. six and a half. I know there's mass space. No, it's not. You don't got no You ain't got no tissue in the front? No, it's not Yo. tissue. You're not wearing double socks? No. All right. This nigga. You lucky I'm wearing socks. You know I'm some Jewish. I, know, I was about to say, guy knees. <laughs> I didn't even put lotion on my ankles. Like, look at that. I mean, you said you was guy knees. I, that's why I, did, I let it rock. Don't come for me. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Just don't come for me. Look. I, listen. <laughs> I'm here, listen. I'm here on bar time. I've been supposed to die. All right? Have I go out? If I go out, 
I'm supposed to go out. Let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. Because I ain't trying to go to jail. I don't even know what jail. So if we going to do something, let's just let it happen in the future. Uh Uh-huh. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't even know. Alleged or Lee. I don't know neither one of them. You know them two people? I don't know them people at all. So now that you're home, how's the readjustment period amongst all the lights and everybody in your business? Yeah, I was about to say, do you still feel like you're readjusting? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm readjusting. Um, I feel like... I feel like I feel like people's in my business more, but it's not affecting me as much. Like I feel like before jail, it used to affect me how people felt, how people see me. You know, I used to just get mad. I used to always want to fight. You said you followed me, so you know, I used to always be like, pop out location. You know, I used to, it, it got my heart. Yeah, I used to. You know, I used to ring bitches doorbells. You know, now, shit like that get my heart. I, yeah, what he, you want? He, she she fine and she fight. Oh my god. Hey. Like the now it's just like you feel She like, want me to hold her gun? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> See, I, had, I had your heart but not your pockets. Which Damn. In my life. In 2019, they not paying my bills. I cannot call Con Edison and be like, I got his heart. Yo, there's, mad like, niggas in, there's mad niggas in jail right now that because they gave a girl their heart. Like, what you mean? Like, and that's where they n- fucked up at. N- I'm n- talking about your pockets. I didn't want the heart. See, that's Jesus where they Christ. fucked up at. Damn. Giving Damn, the heart son. away. Fuck is wrong Sometimes with you. This is they why you don't it. meet your Instagram crushes, y'all. This is this is exactly why. I did. Let this be an audible lesson to everybody. <laughs> Keep your Instagram crush on Instagram. <laughs> so I just feel like basically now, um, I, I care less. You know, like mm. before I used to care, before I used to pop out, before I used to sit there and everything used to affect me. I'm gonna still pop out if you here. Like you feel me? You have to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. For it to like be a situation, it's not me coming to you. I used to come to you. Like I don't give a fuck where you at. Like bitch, I fly. Like you feel me? I will fly for nah, flight, bitch. I, I, like I, I will catch a flight. I was about to say. Uh, I I think. Um, I hate people. I hate the whole idea of being uh, jail institutionalized James, you and all of that. Move your tight ass jeans. <laughs> Goddamn way when we try to. Nah, these these are better than the you ones. No, the before. fuck they not. Those are better than the ones. Nigga, before. I could see the blood traveling through his capillaries bro, and his calves. My nigga's whole my nigga's whole thigh was out in the other one. Nigga, bro. it's the same. It's the same jean in a different color. I don't think color. so. I don't think so, bro. I don't think. So. Anyway, anyway. Oh, no, and I, I, was gonna and say, I hate your vest. I hate. I hate. I hate your vest. <laughs> This look like you look like you dressed up and saved by the bell. Jesus, I hate I hate the I hate the idea or the term uh, institutionalized, but it's a real it's a real thing, right? Um, wait, 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 wait! Don't don't muddle. No, 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 no! I'm, Let this vest get the smoke because he wore this fucking vest proudly oh, in his motherfucker. No, no, James, James, you know no. good and no, well. Six episodes. Oh, no, it's, it's it's how many? No, how many six episodes? Not five. It's, it's been like it's, it's been seven like, episodes. It's been we like, got to up it because she like, here. Like well, he's got three. He still got three to yeah, go. Yeah, he still got three to go. He still got three to go. But so you can't defend yourself. No, just he no. needs to though. All right, go ahead. Get, uh, one of these okay, microphones. One? That one was on. That one. Was Is on. this one on? I Say something. You hear, Matt? <clears throat> no, I don't hear nothing. Yeah, yeah. I was rushing out the out the house. Okay, so you added you added a piece. Usually when you rush, you forget something. Nick said, oh, no, shit. Like, I got 10 minutes. Let me throw on like, this. Listen, first of all, let me hear him because I so, kind of like him. I didn't, I didn't have a uh, iron. Like, I couldn't, like, take time to iron my clothes. So I was like, let me just throw on this vest right quick. Kind of, you know, make it look. Why did you buy you, the vest? Okay, wait. Just to let you know, real bitches like me don't even care about the iron. I don't even know how to use one. A word? Yeah, I never ironed nothing in my life. I iron. Talk about I don't it. think I got an iron. I iron all your clothes. I iron every single, every single item. What else? What else? My shit, it was the starch. <laughs> with the starch. Like, what else? Okay, what else though? What you mean? What else would you do? Whatever you mm. want. Like what? 
So I'm the wrong one. Like you, you plan that money because you didn't want. Oh damn! My God. What, you, what, you want, what you want my little podcast check for? I got bills, money. They gonna take my podcast nigga, check, my home. trap karaoke check. I can make eggs. I got I got a meat omelet game. Not even an egg fan. Damn! My cereal game is fire. What kind of cereal? Or like I make cereal What's from scratch for you. What's your favorite cereal? Oh, I got ribo. I got ribo. I got flavoring. Uh huh. Um, yep. I got red five. No, nah, that's what make the cereal. I make it. I make cereal oh, from okay, scratch. No, no. But what kind of cereal? I don't, is your I don't eat dairy, so like cereal's out of it for me. Well, you could you can have almond milk. That, that shit nasty. Almond okay, milk so is amazing. Cook. Who said I can't cook? Bread. You only cook like eggs and cereal. That doesn't. So cook. that's cooking. No. See, this is what I be getting mad at. Y'all don't be listening, and then y'all make y'all own shit up. I can't cook will indicate that I can't make nothing. Is this on? Yeah, it's yeah. on. Yeah. Are you yelling at me? <laughs> nah, what it is is I'm just passionate. <clears throat> I can't hear you Are tap you... the mic because I don't have no headphones. He hears I, I, I definitely hear it. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Are you yelling at me? <laughs> I mean, I got a little passion. Calm down. <laughs> Thank you. You're watching <laughs> When Keeping It Real <laughs> Goes Wrong. Mac, ask your damn question you was asking oh before, my James, God. before James Vest took the took the oh. attention out of the room. Fuck, I, I almost vest. forgot what it was. Wait, time um, out. Give me a second. Oh, I hate it too. It? I just keep hating the vest. Now I didn't I know it was a vest. I didn't know it was a double material vest. Yes, so, it's silky in the a, a back. It's silk. I'm glad you like, said silky like, yeah, and not silk. No, it's silky because it's not silk. It's not silk. It's silk. No, but wow. it been the front of the vest. At least it matches his sneakers. His is black and it matches. Why did you buy the vest? Like you know, like when you be in the shop, you like. You'd be like, oh, all right, I like this. Let me get well, what this. What was it supposed to necessarily go with? It's, so what did you get the vest to go with? It was supposed to be like, you know, no. I, You keep saying mm. you know. I don't know because I would never buy like, it. Like, was you supposed to go to a wedding or something? Mm. Uh, okay. In the vest look like TV static. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got too much dip on your chill. Could you, could you, could you, could you cook? Could you cook? Can I cook? Yes. I absolutely can cook. Oh. Hmm. I'm from Texas. Oh, Texas. Oh, so you could cook. Oh, okay, that's wow. fine by me. He's not my competition. He is. We, no, With he's me, not. Right no, now, you're missing what I'm saying. He's definitely. No, look he's at definitely me. a competition. Look at me. I'm looking. He's not my competition. He's competition. <laughs> we play for two different leagues. He's competition. Oh, what? Yeah, like we in two different leagues. Oh. So yeah. I'm not worried. Damn. What you want to do? <laughs> what you want to do? I, 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 try, I try anything once. <laughs> <laughs> when it involves you, I'll try anything once. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, that's oh. so. What do you want to do? <laughs> my spirit, my Matt, spirit, my spirit. Oh, we ain't never had um, nothing like this happen in a, in a this goddamn is amazing. neighborhood. This, this is not got, happen this like is amazing. This. It's my neighborhood now. Oh, <laughs> Lossy, you heard? You heard? Banossi. <laughs> shout out, shout out to her. Shout, shout out, to her shout out to Banossi. Shout out to, her, shout out to Bear. Shout out to Bear. And yeah, shout out brother. to Bear. I love Bear. That's my nigga out That's there. That's my son. Yeah, I grew up with him. I was going to say, uh, I, I hate the idea of uh, generalizing people saying, you know, uh, about being institutionalized, but it's like, do you feel like being in jail uh, has made you grow any or any, anything? Of course. Like, honestly, I didn't even feel like I was institutionalized until people told me when I started telling them how I feel about stuff. Like, yo, you know that's institutionalized? Like, you know, but... um. It made me grow so much. Little things that used to get to me on Instagram, like I said, didn't get to me no more because I was in jail. Mm. Um, how I feel about certain things, like, you know, just being calmer and everything is because I was in jail. Me 
having a little bit like a closure of the drama that I went on with my mom when I was young, hubby and, you know, an alcoholic and abusive alcoholic at that time and me realizing like, why did I turn blood? I found mm-hmm. that out while going to jail. Like, you understand? I didn't know that my sisters went through the same abuse as me because we're 10 years apart. By the time I'm 10, they're 20. They're not even in the house. You understand? So I didn't even watch them grow up. I didn't know that. Like this whole time, my whole life from 12 years old, well, before that, from six years old, because I turned blood at 12, but from six years old to basically 27, I'm thinking I'm the only one that was getting hit and abused. I didn't even know this whole time my sisters was going through through it too. So mm-hmm. it wasn't only me. I wasn't only the one getting picked on or bullied. You know, it wasn't just me. It was everybody. It was all of us. Like, you know, so certain things like that, going to jail helped me. Like, honestly, I would not take it back. Like, I would definitely do it again. Mm. Especially you would go for, to jail again? Yeah. Well, not, not, well she would she would yeah. do the situation. But, no, I'm no no. I, that's why I was asking. Yeah. I'm, I'm asking. Listen, you would say you go to jail again, or you would live the same life. I would that live the same given. life okay. again, but I definitely will go to jail again. I don't mind sitting up for certain reasons. Like you feel me? Like you heard when it comes to certain reasons, principles that I feel like won't be broken. Yeah. I don't mind going back. Oh, that's like, you feel me? So I ain't afraid to go back. <laughs> It is, it is what it is. A little different. But definitely going to jail has definitely made me grow, like, you know, mentally and made me calm down. Like, I was more of a firecracker. Now I don't be giving a fuck. Like, I really, before I used to care. And I used to be like, I don't give a fuck, but I really did. Now I really don't give a fuck. Like, you could pass out right here and I would just be like, all right, so are we eating? <laughs> like, you know, I really would not care. Like, really not care. And the, and the good thing is a bad thing, but it's like, to me, it works for me because it, it makes me less stressed mm. to not give a fuck. You know, certain things it might be bad for, like, damn, you should care, but it's like, that's not good for me. What's good for you might not exactly. be good for me. You that's know what I'm saying? And for me, not caring is a good thing. because It keeps caring, everybody safe. It gets too, you know, I'm an emotional person, so it gets too, it gets too much. Okay. That's dope. Why are you looking, looking at me? Like, I'm looking Nigga, at you. You're you looking at me. I listen. I don't break rules. Like you feel me? You grilling me? I'm not gonna break my evil. Like the fuck? I'm and I got nice eyes. So you like I can look. All right, listen. You grilling me? I'm gonna grill you. Period. I wasn't grilling you. I wasn't even grilling you. Don't grill me. I'm gonna grill you. I wasn't grilling. I was looking at the person that was talking to me. All right, well I'm I'm looking back. And then I'm I'm fine with you looking back. All right, I'm cool with it looking back either. We can look all day. What's up? That's fine. Okay, 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 okay. Go ahead, okay. So I, you know, I don't like that. I don't like like when you blink like that. It's like a long blink. Yeah, you want to pay for these eyelashes because they feel like I forgot. Triggered. You broke it. You not staring no more, boo boo. I was good. I was good. Get comfortable, motherfucker, because I'm 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 fine. You see, I moved the mic up. Uh, so you, Ooh, I, so I, I don't fine. like the, I don't like to talk about women's age. So I'll say you're, probably, <laughs> um, you're 25 plus, correct? Nigga, I just said I'm 28. Okay, she said she said she's 20. She, she said it. I heard it. You she, don't yeah, pay okay. attention. Clearly, I, I we pay know attention. the listener I, of I this podcast. She, Relax. Obviously, he's not paying attention to me now. Yes, I, that's crazy. What you mean? Are you said look 27? You, look at you about to fall and for then it. You said you about to fall. You about to fall right for it. Look, she came in. She came in a goddamn neighborhood and tore shit up. I came. I came fucking with you. All that right, all right, like, all right. I was just asking a question. I said 25 plus because I don't like to talk about age. You could be how what, old. Why you. is that? Why is that? Can somebody explain that to I me? I feel like you can't ask an old person their age. I don't ask, ask any. Old. I don't ask, ask Alex, why we can't ask women their age? As a young 26 year old woman. I'm about to start telling people, don't See? ask me nothing. I am not old. So let's I didn't say you were. I just said you were 20. <laughs> I just said you were 20. I just said you were. You might be my age. I'm 30. <laughs> I'm 30. My toe, my toe is just in the pool. Splash. <laughs> I think so. 
Shatik, yo, Shatik, you was on 106 in Park. You old. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, anybody, yo, anybody that was on 106, and, and I'm not talking about new 106. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about when it mattered. AJ and Free, yeah, AJ no, I'm, and Free. I'm talking about AJ Free. It was AJ Free and Shatik. Wow, you was young then. You was young then, my nigga. Wow, you are a baby then, nigga. Think about who was on 106 Park with you. It was you, Genuine. <laughs> yo, you gotta relax. You gotta relax. You gotta relax. Yeah, yeah, I read it. Like. Yo, you was there. X was promoting like Grand Champ. <laughs> yo, yo. You want me to get him? Please, please, you know, please get you know, me. I got you, bloody. Please, please get me. Please, please. Got you some money? Oh, huh? Got you some money? What's your cash app? Uh, Lila. One three 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 three. All right. But I don't care about the cash app. Like I like money in my hand. She's like cash. How much you got on you? That don't matter how much I got on me. It matters how much I'm gonna give you. No, it matters how much you got on me on you because that's how much I want. <laughs> like, yep. that, that, you gotta take yep. that to the dumb niggas. I'm stupid. I'm not dumb. Damn. <laughs> like there's a difference. I'm fucking up. Where the oh, dumb man. niggas at? I don't know. Put me in the Probably in Staten Island. Wow. Oh. Don't disrespect. Don't disrespect. <laughs> you long island of- bitch. <laughs> Do Look. not disrespect you, Long Island wine dance ass bitch. Relax. You, you, didn't, have to, you, didn't, you had to bring a wine dance. Now that was a that was a low blow, Mac. I can't control where I was born at. I don't fuck with Long Island. I can't control where I was born at. God damn it, y'all was some. Where was that? I think me. I think me and Charlamagne was talking on live or some shit. And you know when you on live, everybody from both. Uh, uh, party jumping, and so he asked me about Long Island. I said, I don't give a fuck. I'm just, I was just born there. No, I don't so like Long Island. I don't like going on live with anybody because I ain't trying to make nobody steal my shine. They can never steal your shine. <laughs> yes, they can. You get my followers now. Uh, you ain't getting my fucking followers. <laughs> how many followers? Yo, you went. I remember. Okay, so let me tell y'all how real the hate is. Okay, okay so I went to jail. I had two hundred thousand followers. I came home to six hundred thousand followers. So that That's four hundred. About. 400,000 people followed me while I was in jail. Mm. Do you, like, that mean y'all only like seeing people when they down. Like, who the fuck? I'm never following somebody while they down. You don't realize the same shit happened with Nipsey once he died. It's like, everybody's want to follow him. Now yeah. his records is being played. Now he's getting... It's like, people only want to see you when you're dead or when you're in jail. It's like, nobody really has real love. I think it's a... It, they only appreciate you when they don't when they, they don't have the that's opportunity to have you. That's not appreciation. That's not, I know that's that. not I know even that. appreciation. That's clout chasing. That's just being down with what you want to be down with because how the fuck are you appreciating me and I'm gone? Like, that don't matter no more. I'm in nah, jail. It's still, good Dude, content. I'm in it's jail. still good content, though. Ain't nobody sitting here sending me no nothing. Ain't none of y'all hitting me up like, oh, yo, where can I send her some money? Where can I send her some mail? Where can I send this? Where can I? Y'all not doing none of that, but y'all following 400 thousand people yeah people, while i'm in fucking want, jail and i'm posting like, like one picture a month i think i think it's weird it's not even like it's y'all getting content to follow you understand it's not like okay everything was being posted still every you know day i'm posting something no it's once a month a fucking jail picture go up there mm-hmm. so that's what y'all four hundred thousand people did i think the good part oh, about no, no, that no, y'all is can suck yeah, true but the positive part is you could turn that you could flip that into like, yeah, like loyal thank, fans listen, when you come home thank you everybody all y'all bullheaded bitches and crusty little bitches you know for following me while i was in jail and to still follow me because now I'm making money off y'all bitches. But you know, thank you. I appreciate it. I wasn't Shout going out to like, the crusty lip bitches. Yeah, bull headed hoes. I have no oh, problem with bull headed hoes. It's the crusty lip. I don't like them. Oh, I hate shit. the bull headed hoes. They unappreciative. But, nah, but um, bull heads, they can flip it. What if they got the finger waves? They unappreciative. Yo, I don't I got can't. time for no unappreciative hoes. I can't. But I can't. listen, 
Thank y'all for following me. Thank y'all for supporting. You know, subscribe to my podcast. Do something productive now with your time. You know, now you got to, you know, you could see stuff being being posted every day now. You know? So continue keeping it viewed every Wednesday. Thank you, hoes. I appreciate it. Oh my heart. The my following heart. paid off. So oh so now what what's the what's the long play for Starbrim? Now you home, you got the number one podcast. Yep. Yeah, you so nosy. Got I got no one I'm about to spend my life with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm not spending my life with your broke ass. You got a broke mentality. Not that your pockets is broke, but you just so broke in your head. Because I keep like, the money inside my pocket? Yes. <laughs> That's literally the complete opposite. I'm not feeling it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I'd rather look over here. What's up? What's he not spending no money either. How you know? He way. This is my best friend. He way worse than me. Give me an opportunity to find out. No. Damn. No. So what's up? I, you gonna me. you you would you come to the club? I'm definitely come to the club, would and I'm see? definitely throwing money. What's Ooh. good? See, it's gonna hurt. That nigga throwing quarters. Fuck, listen, <laughs> listen, that shit gonna hurt. Listen, that shit gonna hurt. Listen, Fifty Cent came one time, right, and threw like a big stack in my face, and it hit me so hard it stung, and I'm like, throw it on the side, because <laughs> <laughs> you hit the side, boo boo. Let's get this side now. I would I never play with your contour. I would never I do give, that. Listen, I don't give a fuck, boo boo. I don't care how you throw it, when you throw it. Listen, I don't give a fuck. I didn't had niggas throw big stacks. I'm all right with that. I done had niggas hit me in the head. I'm okay with that. I done got hit in the head with far worse. You hit me with some money? <laughs> Let me turn the other side of my head. So, like, so <laughs> anyway, so you said something that stuck out to me. So you said you came home at 12. I came, I, yeah, I turned blood at 12. Yeah, so what did that- I was that, young. I was, I was, it was before right. you supposed to. And you, you, and you, same, and you typically don't hear that same, from no, girls. It was the same like even from- I was thirteen, so yeah. But but for girls, girls it's different. different yeah. So yeah. With, with girls, I had to do the same thing y'all had to do. Most likely, um, I don't know if y'all shot it with five or three, but I shot mine's with three. Before. Um, okay, see, wow. that's different. I got jumped mad times before then, but when I sat here and really came home, I shot it with three, and then that set had got faded, and I went to another set, and I had to shoot it all over, even though it was same thing. It was still burnt. You feel me? But that's just what they wanted to do, especially because I wasn't giving them no pussy, and niggas be tight. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> so I had a broken foot at that time, and I had to shoot it all over with three again. But um, that's basically how I came home when I was 12. And what, and what I guess I'm trying to get to the mindset of Why? what is what a 12-year-old star brim seeing that-, that, that You got to realize- at 12 years old, a girl doesn't even know how to wash her pussy correctly. That's a fact. Like, you understand? Like, I didn't have no now, mind. Thir- there's 32-year-olds like, like, that don't know how to wash their pussy properly as well. Like, pH balance be all off. At 12, I didn't know pH, what I was pH thinking. pH balance sound like... Yes. <laughs> it's like, an F like, balance. Like, at 12, I didn't know what I was thinking. You understand? Like, I was just going through what I was going through at home. And me later on finding out, like, all right... This is maybe what set me into being in the streets. You understand? I was probably so angry at home and it's like I couldn't beat my mom up. Let me go beat these other bitches up. Like, you understand? I was already fighting in the streets. I already went to so many different elementary schools. I went to five high schools, five junior high schools. I've been to a lot of suspension schools. So I was already in the street young at 12, you know, fighting, cutting, doing whatever the fuck I was doing. I didn't care about life. I didn't give a fuck if I lived or died. I'm getting my ass beat at home for no reason. I don't even know why I'm getting beat. You understand? So you think that I'm going to give a fuck? I don't care about life. I didn't, for a long time, I had to reach, I think I was like, 21, 22, when I started really caring if I lived or died. Mm. And then when I went to jail, it went, again, it went away. How many siblings do you have? I have three. Three. I have two older sisters and one younger sister. But my two older sisters, they wasn't like, they're so older that we wasn't raised in the same household. I was about to say, what was, what was the house like growing up? 
yeah, they wasn't there. Like they, um, if I'm 10, they're 20. So you feel me? They wasn't there. They left at 16. I didn't realize until going to jail, they, you have to like, okay, so went to feds. They asked for letters for people that love you to go to the judge to basically talk about your character and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I'm reading through the letters one day and cause one day my lawyer asked me, he's like, why the fuck did you turn blood? You was never on welfare. You was spoiled. You went on family vacations. You did this. You did that. What the fuck made you, you know, go in the street? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even remember back then. Like, I was, tw- you know, I was so young. I don't even remember why. So then one day I'm reading through the letters and I see my sister letter. And she basically says, like, I, like, I just want my sister to forgive me for leaving her in the household. Because I knew that once I left, it was going to be on her now to receive, you know, getting hit mm. and stuff like that. This whole time growing up, I never even knew my other sister. All right. So this next one is another one of my favorites, of course. It's episode 46, Next Election, featuring Ryan Leslie. Now, understand, anytime you have somebody of the caliber of Ryan Leslie on this episode, on an episode or anything, you want to get the gems. And not only was he dropping word after word after word after word he was dropping gems just giving us a little background of how he began in this business so without further ado here it is um so so in between the the giving of records to new edition right and you said there was a large gap in between. Yeah, it was a large Getting gap. Getting to your moment. Right, what right. Is that, what is in, what's in that journey? Yeah, so I would say that, you know, I spent a great deal of time really just um, studying the game, mm. you know? So uh, I, think, I think one of the greatest takeaways from that time period was here's a kid that went to Harvard in his teens, came out of school, had a Harvard degree in the music business, and really you, you know, when I was when I would be at home or in my studio, I'd be like, "Hey, man, I know everything. You know, mm-hmm. nobody can tell me anything. I'm advanced. I'm an intellectual. I'm smart." I remember Tommy set me down one time. He said, "Look, you know, you might be smart and everything, but until you're in a place where other people want to be where you are, mm-hmm. then in the music industry, you don't have a point of view." I said, well, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Yeah, you might have wow. an opinion, or whatever, but I actually don't. Until you're in a place where I want to be." I'm not interested in your point of view. And he said, I'm not saying that to uh, to stifle any of your creativity or anything that you want to say or whatever. Um, but I would also uh, I would also offer that as some counsel to you that you should take advice from people who are in a posi- are in a place or a position that you would you like to be. be mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, a lot of times. And, you know, this is important, you know, for folks that are listening, if you've got a team or a crew around you and they, you might have a peanut gallery around you. Um, you know, people that love you, yeah, they, they're going to have uh, uh, advice about, and you should probably take their advice about how life is making you feel. But in terms of taking advice in terms of business strategy or in terms of the steps that need to be taken to get you out of a situation, you need to get that advice and you need to get that counsel from someone who's in a situation that you would like to be in. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, I had all these ideas about social media. I had all these ideas that even I had then. even then. And I had all these ideas about like, uh, you know, w- one of my resident advisors uh, at Harvard was was in the business school and he was a student of the music industry, loved the music industry, was a biggest fan of Teddy Riley, gave me my first ASR 10. Mm-hmm. I was on academic probation three times at Harvard and he every single time advocated on my behalf to the administrative board. And he said, look, Ryan, you know, the music industry uh, is going to be unsustainable as long as they continue to employ the same business practices. And so you need to be smart in two ways. One, 
any publicly traded music company, you should short them in the stock market. So that was my first foray into. And once again, I'll say when you have a mentor, when you have somebody that's willing to give you advice, when you have somebody that's willing to point you in the right direction, take their advice because nine times out of ten, they actually have some foresight which you wouldn't actually have because you focus on your music. So if that's what he loves and he's giving me advice on what he loves, he said one of the first ways to be ahead of this curve and to benefit from this shift economically is to any publicly traded music company, go ahead and short that music company because they're going to need to completely recalibrate before they can start making money again. And we saw this happen. I mean, he predicted it. We saw it happen <laughs> with the demise of the jewel case mm-hmm. and the CD. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody with the, you know, all of, all of all the dope boys that used to come to the barbershop, they had the bubble lex with the CD changer. There's no CD changers no, anymore on CDs, it's right? So with the demise of all of that recorded music and physical products, it took a second. I mean, we're recording this podcast right now in Spotify. Spotify was really one of the greatest catalysts in actually recalibrating the business and economics of the music industry so that we actually could aggregate all of the interest in music to streaming and then start to pay out. And, of course, everybody had their uh, issues with how much we're getting paid, et cetera. True, indeed. At the same time, though, you know, um, the record companies have bounced back and, they're you know, they're, they're starting to do, you know, their billions of dollars yeah, again, yeah, right? Right. Right. again, right? And so, and so uh, that was the first piece of the puzzle was um, Sandy told me, look, uh, and his name was Sandy Green. You can look him up. He's a, a, a professor now, a business professor in California. So he told me that. And then second of all, he said, look, you know, the Internet is really just going to change the way that music is discovered and distributed. And so as close as you can be to and as much of a front runner as you can be to that transition, uh, that's also going to bode extremely well for you. So I would go into meetings, marketing meetings, and, you know, just be like, hey, man, you know, how are we doing on our data strategy? And right. they'd be like, what you talking like, about? Data? Like, hell? can you go back what to the studio and make some more beats, man? Like, what you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The dates, nigga, where the dates with the beats, nigga? Yeah, exactly, yeah. We got a deadline, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, our strategy for this album is you know, have some beats. Right. Exactly. So I would, I would come in with all, all these concepts and, um, you know, they necessarily, I would say that they, they, the, the response to those concepts was, was, was ill received at times, mostly because I was the young know-it-all who Mm -hmm. was at the time in a position that was far different from the position that they wanted to be in. Did that degree kind of put a, um, did that degree couple with the success with, the beat making and being connected to Tommy and Puff, does that at times put like a target on your back in the industry? Like them man, dealing with you in a certain way? Man, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Um, I, you know, I had an interview recently with, with the, with my friends over at the breakfast, breakfast club and, you know, maybe it did, you know, for me though, I, I would say that uh, I never really had it, you know, in the event that there was a target on, on my back per se, mm-hmm. uh, I never really noticed it or paid attention to it. It didn't get in your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so to really break down what happened in that gap is um, one of my one of my friends, Rashid Richmond, called me up and said, "Look, Ryan, I think it's time." And I said, "What do you mean? You uh, you think it's time?" He's like, "Well." Um, there's a new search engine that's really a front runner to all of the other ones because there was Alta Vista, there it was, was Yahoo, there was, you know, well, Bing, was the other one? Uh, Alta Vista, there, there was, there was, there was, was one. Ask Jeeves, yeah. right? and there was another one. I can't remember. Ask Jeeves was wild. Yeah, Jeeves was wild. Whatever, whatever, whatever. The one with the dog. 
No, oh. no, pineapple no, no, no. I, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was there. It, it was there. Yeah. Everybody knows there were a bunch of search engines. Mm-hmm. Google at that time was was beginning to really uh, to, to, to really yeah blossom mm-hmm. and and be be really that front runner. And so that was um, the early two thousands. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 two thousands, and then kind of mid two thousands. And so he was like, "Look, you know, there's a way to actually, um, if you're smart, there's a way to actually manipulate the Google algorithm so that." whatever you need to be a top search result can actually be a top search result. Uh And so he said, look, you know, I've been looking for a couple of different ways that I can employ this to our benefit. And there's a platform called MySpace where the charts are actually, there are people in the music industry that are starting to pay attention to the charts and not just the music industry, but actually fans in general Mm -hmm. start to pay attention to the charts. And so he said, look, you know, I think a way that I can actually utilize this hack that I have for Google is why don't you, you know, tell me somebody that you want to be on the top of the MySpace music charts and anyone that searches the keyword MySpace, their MySpace music profile will be the number two Google search result. Mm. And so at the time it was Cassie. Uh, I had a record called Me and You. We 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 mm. put it on a MySpace Woo! profile. That joint went crazy. You keep yeah. Like, you keep saying it's regular. It's, 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 it's calm. Regular. It's calm stunts. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're like, yeah, we had this, we had this record. It's like this yeah. was good, but a gleaning little salt. Pow. Yeah. 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 I've been waiting. Yeah. That was right. Come on, you talking to three niggas that was sitting in front of that motherfucking. 106 and Park Screen, like, like give yeah. me more. Yeah. Like, yeah. like focus there. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? And so she just happened to have all of the elements that, uh, including that record, uh, that that just made her into really one of the first internet pop stars, right? Mm-hmm. A, real, a real bona fide viral sensation. And, and that was the moment in time where the switch started to happen where people were like, oh, okay, Ryan might actually know what he's talking about when he's talking about all this digital media and social media and internet stuff. And so we actually might want to start listening. And so uh, at that point, um, you know, I, I immediately said, whatever I'm doing, I need to put on hold. You know, when you, when you, when you, uh, when you put your net up and a comment actually flies into the net, you don't try to hold it down and be like, oh, I'm going to go chase that later. You you ride it all the way out. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did uh, with Cassie's uh, pathway and trajectory. And she really became the first Internet pop star. And, um, you know, I wrote and produced that entire album in 13 days. Uh, just it just, just in, in that same Harlem apartment where people saw me actually making all those other records. And man, we we needed to do that just because of the momentum of the record. And I think since then, we've seen many other cases like that. And I think, you know, um, maybe Summer Walker, uh, I -hmm. think uh, Billie Eilish, uh, Mm -hmm. and and I think her brother's her producer, where you have these... Yeah, Billie Eilish's um, brother, yeah. Yeah, where where you have these, you know, producer artists... Combinations and they had happened previously, mm-hmm. right? Like Missy and Timberland, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, Alicia and, and Timberland, Jim, yep. Janet yep. Jackson, and, 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 uh, uh, Jimmy Jam, yep. Terry Lewis, yep. yeah, Jimmy and, Jam, and everybody. They talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then let's not forget Dr. Dre. So Dr. Jam, Dr. Snoop, right? And then to actually see this start to happen in a formulaic way in the internet age, you saw how much more quickly someone could go from relatively unknown to, Good. you know, fully famous, when, right? When people caught on, if they ever did, when people finally caught on, how crazy was your demand being on that side? Oh, it was super crazy. And uh, the, I would say one of the main reasons why I pivoted to that strategy is because 
during my tenure as as just a staff producer, I realized that I, you know, from a timing standpoint, I was at the mercy of the release schedules. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, you know, being impatient, being an innovator, I felt like, you know, a lot of downtime was happening. I mean, I still got records with Jeezy right now. I got mm -hmm. I got records that I'm sitting on just because from back then. From back then That's and later on mm -hmm. where, you know, you're just waiting on the release schedule. Mm -hmm. When is the timing? Mm -hmm. When is the artist ready? When is the market ready? When is the cultural time? And so I wanted to just have the, the kind of autonomy that allowed me to just put out records where I fall. It's for autonomy. 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 Podcast, autonomy. Yeah. That is right. Ryan Legend Amazing. word of the day. We are at <laughs> four, four people. Four, four just, if for those keeping note at home, we are at four. 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 This, yep. is a, this is a this uh, is a all time leading scorer. Yeah, right. Right. He's putting up crazy he's, he's, numbers he's, right now. He's kind of the court. He's dunking on everybody. I've never seen anybody come to <laughs> Michelle, my Le gym. Michelle LeBron, LeBron, and Michael Jordan. He's just doing it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. He's finding. He's finding his lane. Straight his own shot. Make the face. All star caliber. Mama, there goes that man. Straight up. Straight up. So you're talking about having having control over having control releases. over the releases, and so I think that's really what the internet allows you to do. And so right now you can make a record, and two days later it's and on all it. platforms. And it, yeah, Shit, that later that day it's on all yeah it's on all platforms. And so that really was uh, what was att most attractive to me about what we were doing with the Cassie project. We could put a record on MySpace, put it in that player, anyone could listen to it, mm -hmm. anyone could share it, anybody could repost it. And um, I think that uh, really that entire period was kind of the learning period for me. And it just came to a screeching halt. Uh, and I realized, okay, I'm only going to do one record with Cassie. And then once I realized I'm only going to do one record with Cassie, then I had to say, okay, now what do I do? Because I, I was on a ride and ready to Keep going. Well, for the people mm -hmm. at home, what what was the screeching halt? What was the moment? Uh, what was the reason for coming to that realization that you're only going to do this one record? Well, I think like um, it, it's always the artist's prerogative to mm -hmm. decide whether they're going to make another record, and it's the artist's prerogative to decide who they want to make records with, or yeah. who they who they want to collaborate with, who they want to be around, who they want to hang out with. And so, uh, I'm definitely not in the business of of trying to control that which is outside of my control i think it's already uh, i think it's already enough of a of a formidable task yeah, yeah. to just be in control wake up and do what you're supposed to do Formidable. We haven't even given over that. That was, <laughs> that, was a, that was that wasn't even a three. That, that was, was the, the jab. That was the straight contact. That was the, that was the wow. mid. That was the, that I was the mid. Were, no, that was the mid. It was in the post. Yeah, no, exactly. It, but, it wasn't, but it wasn't a hook. No, 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 no. It was as soon as he found oh, the body. He turns. Lay up. Bank. And if we're back down the court. Formidable. Easy. Quick yeah. Yeah. Easy. Quick job. Formidable. Quick job. Formidable. Even try and get that. To just even keep control of yourself. Of yourself. Right. right. Exactly. Like people people will make New Year's resolutions and, and never keep them. It's all, it's, well, we, just, we, we were just talking about yeah. this before you came in. Well, the, I mean, it's the eighth and people are already like, ooh, I'm going I'm to start over again next <laughs> oh, week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the gym. Oh, yeah. New Year's. We, we were talking. Yeah. 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 One month. Uh, we next, next 11. I was at my my other job talking about this. People, it's like that with podcasting now. Podcasting is the gym because that's so easy to do. So when people, so people don't already start and end the podcast right now. Mm -hmm. That's the fact. There's literally that's why there's 2.5 billion podcasts yeah, right now because right. people said, oh. If you they can doing do that it, over there, yeah. I'm gonna do that shit. That, that's right. every, for me. That's everything in the world. There's so yeah, many people. Yeah. I want to be a chef. 
They cook, they cut their finger once. Now nah, I don't want to cook no more. Yeah. I want to be or a rapper. Nigga, or niggas be they like, nah, this shit trash. You know what I mean? No like, it's, 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 there's always no, those, the people that are from a different club. Rapper. Them niggas won't quit, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, niggas be won't. dead ass. Rappers don't quit. Niggas will be 60 years old. I'm not going to lie like that on this podcast, bro. I don't know what it is about rapping, <laughs> but niggas never put it down. You know what it really is? I'm like, you it's, know it's you just, can't it's do your circle. Right. No, yeah, it's your circle. No, 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 it kind of you start like, oh, liking it. This shit kind of actually You know what I mean? You hit 50 times, you're like, oh, okay. You might have had some here, but you really don't. So your friends is like, yo, it's hot. It's really not. Yeah. Put me in your friend group. If you got it, if you want to say this, I'll tell you. Yo, right <laughs> now. Jones to be so I can tell you. Because I'm going to tell you, let's, right. let's pick some, a yo, different trade. Yo, especially niggas our age. No, look, right? I don't mean to hijack your interview. PSA. Right. It was 2020. 30 and up. Yeah. Right. If you 30. Right. If you 30, bro, and the only thing you ever headlined was the local ball. Not even hang it up, bro. Yeah, just hang it up. Hang it hang up, it bro. Local ball could be alright. Nah, nah, bro. Hang it up, bro. And I'm not even. I know niggas gonna be like, yo, they hate it. That's cool. Call me whatever you want to call me. So but name the happens. last name the last rapper at thirty to pop. Niggas love posting the memes. Uh, uh, two chains. Two, two chains. He was plus, he was thirty plus, and he right. was already a rapper. Right. He was already right. a rapper. Like, was, we could he front. was titty boy. He yeah. was titty boy. Right. You have the end already, nigga. You are still. I'm trying to think. Jay Block, <laughs> and you are still somebody. At the somebody level. at thirty to 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 Who? really blow up. Who? Think about it. Who? But not even Griselda. They Rick they not thirty. And then they was Rick they, they were rapping thirty. When he, Rick Rose was not thirty. He was older than thirty when Pushy yeah. came out. He was older than thirty. But he was but hold on. But he was thirty. Hold on. But he was he was writing for uh for slip and slide. Yeah, he was already. He was already in the business. No, we talking about you talking about brand new. You ain't had no in. Thirty. You just pop. You thirty, bro. Don't nobody want to be a thirty year old. I said, get a trade. Get a trade. Get a trade. Don't start no podcast. Don't try and go to the league. Get a job. Get a job. Get a trade. Or like we're going to talk about later, start Start a business. business. Exactly. Right. Figure it out. what I don't want is seeing more 30-year-old rappers. (laughs) Niggas that graduated, well, I dropped out. But niggas that graduated with me. I graduated. Anybody class of 07, (laughs) hang it up. Jesus Christ. Hang it the fuck up. Us Ryans go to college. <laughs> hey, guys, I, I didn't get a chance to go to college. No, you, you sanctioned. You good. I, I, I didn't get a chance to go to college. Bro. You always yeah. have a chance, though. You see, I know I got a swim. I got to go back. First of all, yeah. I dropped out of free school. If you ever yeah. paid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was fucked up I'm, at free school. I'm still paying it back. But, look, it looks good. Look, I tell niggas right now, my business plan works. You niggas are paying somebody. I dropped out free. <laughs> all I had to do was pay my debt to society. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Work with you. Right. That, was, that was something different. That was something right. different. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, yeah. so, so let's talk so, about this, the, the creation of this first album. The creation because of you, Ryan Leslie. Ryan yeah. Leslie. Yeah. You, self, self, you, you, self Because everything up to that point, you're helping everybody else push yeah. their narrative, push their mm-hmm. dream. Mm-hmm. So now, how do you... Because obviously, as, as a great producer, just like Mac with uh, being a great artist, mm-hmm. me being being an uh, excellent interview, like you got to think in the mind of the people you're working for, right? right? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So now how do you get out of that mindset and think for our ledge? It, it was by default. I mean, seriously, being a 100% writer, you're always writing records that could be your record. Yeah. So New Edition record could have been my record. Cassie, me, and you, honestly, there's a Ryan Leslie demo of that record. It definitely sounded way better on her, <laughs> and the video was way was better. Way better. You could have seen video. Yeah. Take this right now. Exactly. Okay, how many words you know? Yeah. For yeah. Sure. How many Google searches yeah, you yeah, got? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't have did that. For sure. It's a great video. For sure. It's a great video. So I had a catalog already of records that that um, that I li- that I loved and I thought other people would love, and then. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reality on that album, and so you know, Diamond Girl really was a, a record which was was I was making that beat for Cassie, and that was that moment we were just in that transitional period where she just didn't show up at the studio. So I'm like, oh, this beat is fire, man. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna write some. Yeah, is any of that success? Right. Any yeah, of that? Right. Any of those records was crazy. Any of those records was it there any? How do you say this? Was any of that salty motivation? Like, oh, bet you don't want to fuck with me? Nah. I'm going to make this and that. Nah, hurt. nah, nah. nah. I, not, none of anything I'm doing is ever, any, none of anything that I ever do is ever motivated in that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's also just like, there's a different kind of, uh, there's a different kind of weight to to expressing yourself in that way. And it works for some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe like an Eminem or whoever else mm-hmm. where it actually works for. But for me, I just was like, look, I just want to be as honest as possible. I wonder if we'll ever find out how it was supposed to be. That was just so real. It was New Year's Eve. I was in the studio. My sister was in the studio. And, you know, I was like, man, I thought this New Year's Eve was supposed to be the, yeah, the one. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there. So I was like, oh, that's a perfect course. I wonder if we'll ever find out how it was supposed to be. Or... You know, what would you do if I left you out of the blue? I mean, I mean those records are so, when you listen even to this just like, it was, it was real, right. mo- it was real moment. It's real, it's real. And so, uh, honestly, you know, um, it's about really just, uh, it's cathartic, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, six. That's, yeah. That yeah. was, that was, that was a three. That was, that was a three, but it was a different kind of But it was a, because he, he, pron- he pronounced it in right. a way in that he, he Called no, Sham no, he no. He, so he walked down. He, he walked down. Thing. He looked at us in our face and said, "Oh, we're, he called it out. Where am I?" Did he call it? He looked. Steph Curry. Nigga, he was on the. You know, I'm a Knicks fan. Unfortunately, <laughs>
Wing. Right. So now we have, I have a feeling it's only halftime. Yeah. 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 The second quarter just yeah. started. Yeah. <laughs> nah, the second quarter just started. He's already at six. Right. This is crazy. Yeah, no. But just I mean, right. because you have all that emotion and you want it to be expressed positively. So music is a great vehicle to get that expression out. And then also just the feeling that, okay, maybe what I'm writing will actually help someone else through this situation. And so the number of people that I've ever written to, now everybody can text me directly now. So some of the texts that I get are, hey, this song got me through this. This song got me through that. And then, you know, there's you also... You changed the game with that. Nah. You, you changed the game yeah. with that. What, with, that, with that text shit? Like, with just yeah. being able to text... Like, I remember the first time I heard him say, I'm like, this nigga about to let people just call him? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I know, I know it was going wild. It was. Yeah. It was definitely going wild. Especially right at the beginning. And after certain interviews, like this one, it'll probably go. Mm-hmm. It'll probably go. I remember the first time I heard it was uh, you were you were uh, at Combat Jack. Mm-hmm. You was on your mm-hmm. rest in peace, OG Reg. Yeah, so you was you was at Combat Jack, and I think yeah. it was like Black Mozart. Yeah, he was talking about, and then yeah. was, I said, "This nigga's crazy. He's not about to." Yeah, not a text did. number. No, yeah. for real. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I never forget. I, the, it was probably two days later. My man was like, "Yo, you listen to <laughs> Combat Jack shit?" I said, "Yeah." He was like, "Bro." I'm about to text that nigga Ryan Leslie mm-hmm. my shit right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know how old he is, right? Mm-hmm. He's 30, man. He's 30. Mm-hmm. He's Ryan 30. Leslie never answered. Mm-hmm. He's 30. <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had to Steve, write I know you listening. Yeah, I had to write about that. I had to write about that. I said, literally, my, my opinion means very little to your success as a musician. So I could either like your record, I could dislike your record. Nothing. I could even buy your record. I could buy 100 copies of your record. That's only such a small part of what it really takes to be successful as a musician. So for me, the way I could be most helpful, send me your record, but send it with a business plan. And then I could tell you based on your, because music's subjective. It has nothing to do with the quality of your music. That's Mm -hmm. why so many people uh, will hate from the sidelines and be like, yo, he's not even hot. He's doing well. He's right? doing very well, but you can't you can't say anything about him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> plan. And so for me, I'm I'm more interested in look, whatever your dream is, whatever it is that you really want to do, wherever it is that you want to go, however you want to make an impact in life, however much money you want to make, let me help to advise you on that. Let me look at your business plan or lack mm. thereof. Let mm. me put you in the, the right direction. Here. Yeah, we, yeah, we are you here. Know, if you want to help us, uh, we, 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 we got a business plan for you. He got a business plan. We got the deck. We got a business plan. We got a live show next uh, Well, yeah. it already happened. Yeah. Um, but, but, but we want to get into DeLorean and come mm, see how it went. We come back live show and see that. You know what I mean? We got a few words. You know, six maybe between us. So you're speaking about business plans. So I already know that you had a business plan for the first album. Uh, explain to us, uh, like, walk us through the business plan of that first project because I know I, I already know it was crazy. Your format, was yeah. Saying. So I, I got really got to give it up to just being open and receptive to having great people around you. And I would say that if you look at all the greatest impacts that have ever happened in the history of technology, or uh, whether it's industrial age or or whatever's going to happen, even in cannabis mm-hmm. now. It's about finding that person who's a visionary and the person who's a visionary having uh, great people around them that are going to give them great ideas and allow the person who's leading to have the discernment to pick which great ideas are, are, are the most timely uh, to be correlated to the success that you want to achieve. So I really got to give up a lot of that early Ryan Leslie success to uh, a young brother by the name of Shiv Pandya. And Shiv was at Rutgers at the time. And it reached out either via email. And I think I had always had a, 
like even back in Blackberries and two way mm-hmm. pages and sidekicks, I had one of those on my website. It was like, yo, put your information in. I didn't have a full texting platform, but I was interested in receiving as much as the universe was interested in giving me. And so I wanted to have an open door at all times for all the greatest ideas. And so Shiv, uh, being such a, and, and shout out to Shiv, now he, he works very closely with Steven Victor and Pusha T. Yeah. And, um, Super smart. I mean, one of the smartest kids uh, that ever reached out. And he said, look, Ryan, um, you're a person that is rooted in the Internet. You've already started to build on these early social platforms. Why don't we start to take a look at that data and see where the audience is as opposed to trying to uh, to force your way into an audience that or a place that already may be saturated. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, at that time, I think, you know, especially from R&B, you were starting to see the shift, which was really that shift to like the Young Money, mm-hmm. uh, Akon. It was kind of that where they rapping, where they singing, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so uh, R and B, even if you wanted to get on festivals, et cetera, they weren't really necessary. It was not a nah. Frank Ocean, yeah, you yeah, know, nah, headlining no, Coachella it, it took, time. It, took, at it, was that time. it was a minute. Yeah, it was a minute before. Yeah. And, and so what Shit was saying is like, hey, let's let's go into discussion boards, let's go into chat rooms, let's go into into places where music is being exchanged and see where the people are who are actually commenting on your music. And we started to see that uh, a lot of the activity and feedback was coming from Europe. And he said, look, the way to get to folks in Europe is they still have a great affinity for vinyl records. So let's press up some vinyls and let's start to distribute them to some of the core mix show and club Fire. DJs out Fire. in Europe. And then what 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 we're going to do that's going to differentiate you from all the folks that are actually going out and touring is instead of kind of feeling like you're God's gift to uh, whoever's performing out there and just doing your records over a track with a DJ, let's spend the money, let's do a band. And for every U.S. artist that goes out there and only does a half-hour show, you go out there and do a 90-minute show with the band and actually be as personable as possible, learn a little bit of the language, et cetera. Mm. And so once we found that that was an ingenious way of kind of circumventing what the marketing plan for the United States. Circumvent seven. We're at seven. (laughs) That was a calm, fast (laughs) break. (laughs) Step one, two. Bang. I'm I'm just on his team. I'm just like the, (laughs) you don't even got to pass me the ball. I'm just, yo, look at this. Yo, I'm here. We good. We good. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. We good. I can't worry about my players. We are okay on this. Okay, so this one is a little closer to home for me. Just it, naturally, it would be a little closer to home. Episode 129, Mind Over Matters with my boy Pascal Mikel. We got a chance for the first time on, on the podcast to really talk about um, where we were, where we are uh, mentally, you know, with our own mental health journeys. And hearing from him and even, you know, hearing from me for the first time where I where I was, where where I've grown from it was a lot and i think i don't even think mouse was ready or prepared for it but um yeah this was a this was one so here it goes ladies and gentlemen thank you again for tuning in man uh you know three years is 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 a crazy time but we have more coming on the horizon. We have so much more for you guys. Actually, we we got a little something up our sleeves after these uh, essential episodes are up. So 
we thank you. We love you. Make sure that you guys are subscribing. Make sure that you guys are liking, giving us the five stars. You know, we need that validation and we want to show these people how much more we want to give you guys. And, and you know, that every little bit helps. So we appreciate you and we'll see you next season. <laughs> yeah, I went to elementary school. I lived in Canarsie, grew up in Flatbush and Canarsie. My parents... Like they thought my 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 school was supposed to be like South Shore, and okay, stuff like that. So my parents thought they were um, not safe, so they sent me to school across Brooklyn. Uh, so I went to a, a um, school in a neighborhood called Garrison Beach. Mm -hmm. If you ever seen Everybody Hates Chris, um, yeah, that neighborhood yep. is Brooklyn Beach. It's mm -hmm. really Garrison Beach. <clears throat> so like like on the show, it's like you know playful and stuff, whatever. But it's really really racist there, you know. And I was like okay. one of the few black people there too. So I got bullied from first grade. Man, Haitian. Haitian as well. Yeah, I'm also okay. Haitian. My parents are very, very Haitian. <laughs> so I was about to say your name is Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, my last name is Michelle. Well, you know, so we, well, <laughs> exactly. I know a lot of black ass Carlos. <laughs> hey, I know hey. a lot of. I know I, my my grandmother. Rest, God rest her name was Juanita. Blackest motherfucker from Alabama you'll ever meet. Ain't a ain't a ain't a ain't a bente cinco around. I mean, not a rosco around. I mean, we all came from the same place, champ. That's y'all Dominicans love saying. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish niggas love saying. Hey, hey, listen, that transatlantic slave trade. Oh, oh bro, uh, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Pat. He's <laughs> yeah, starting the shit. Yeah, so I went to school in Garrison Beach, and for me, it was it was not a pleasant experience. Like I was getting chased by you know white kids that I didn't know. Mm. Um, it was it was relentless like my entire like childhood. Whenever my parents would come to the school, nobody ever saw anything, nobody ever said anything. And finally, in seventh grade, I got beat up like really, really bad. Like that pulled out to school, you know, by so, white kids. Yeah, by white kids. Like I was in seventh grade, like the entire like all the boys in the eighth grade like like organized to see me to get jumped, and that was like the day like like the teachers, the principal, like no way could deny what was happening. I don't even know what happened. Like I just that was the last day I was just there, mm -hmm. you know. So from there, I always like knew something wasn't right. It's not the first time I've had suicidal thoughts. I've had them mm -hmm. forever, which is what was eye-opening to me when I actually started therapy. I was like, oh, everybody doesn't think these things. You know, <laughs> so like- If you don't mind, yeah. when you say suicidal thoughts, had these thoughts, what- mm -hmm. And the, the reason I asked, one, obviously it's the journalist and you, you know, you want to get the, you want to get the <clears throat> understanding, but also just to help the people at home who may be dealing with a, a young kid or even maybe hearing this and it's like a mirror- and it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know. So when you say suicidal thoughts, as best as you can, yeah. what do you mean? Like, what were the type of thoughts? Like, harming yourself, like, oh, cut or nick myself. Or, like, I don't want to be here anymore. Or, you know, like, I, what what did you mean? I mean, for me, it's on a spectrum. Like, generally, like, with depression, it's like, it's like your brain attacking yourself. So when it's really mm. extreme, it's like, you know, you want to get rid of yourself. And it's not like... You're not really thinking of it in terms of, like, I don't want to see, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to live no more. It's, like, it's, like, so painful in your head that, like, your like your body feels like the only option to get it to stop is, like... To stop. To stop. To get it to stop. <clears throat> wow. Mm -hmm. and at, at the very, very least, like, on the other end of the spectrum, it may just look like, you know, me thinking I'm not good enough to get a job. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Yeah, it's a spectrum, man. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I get it. <clears throat> so okay, so so you, um okay, so you get pulled out of school seventh grade. Yeah, I got pulled out of school. And you're grade. having these thoughts at times. Yeah, uh, but also throughout mm -hmm. my entire childhood, up until like up until the time I started therapy in 2018, I had heart palpitations every single day mm -hmm. and panic attacks like every week of my and life. had no idea that they were 
connected. What were, what were they? Uh, well, not what were they. You just said what they were. But at the time, and I could be wrong, but at the time you're in Brooklyn, first generation Haitian, well, you're a first generation Haitian, so Haitian immigrant parents, mm-hmm. traditional, what what are they attributing, what are they calling this? What 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 is... What is what does this look like? I mean, I was just being dramatic. Like, because oh, <laughs> yes. like the thing is for me is like I would wake up, like I still have like this bad habit of like always checking my pulse, you know, because I always would think my heart was gonna stop because I always had heart palpitations, you know. So like when I was a kid, like I'd just wake up screaming, like go to my parents' room, like still screaming. They'll take me to the hospital, probably Brookdale. They hook me up to an EKG, say nothing was wrong. That's dramatic in itself, just having to go to Brookdale. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was born there too. <laughs> Damn it, that's where it started. <laughs> Sorry, and and that's where I actually started love therapy after I got hospitalized. Wow, wow. yeah, so it came full circle for me. But you know, it's never and it's never really easy. But you just really got to just be resilient. Like you know, once you see something wrong, you just got to like lean into it. Like no matter how painful it's, it's, mm. it's going to be, you know. Mm. So so you're having these heart palpitations. You're having these panic attacks. Obviously. You know, you, we're we're around the same age. We're all millennials, so obviously, there's no representation. There's no, you know, black people are not deemed uh, depression. Like that's not what we're called. It's not called depression. It's called, like you said, being dramatic or acting crazy. Acting crazy. There's no spaces made, so you're having to. Still maturate. <laughs> they, I heard. I, I even had somebody be like, "Oh no, you're just sad. Don't worry about it. It's a day. Yeah. You'll be all right." Somebody told day. you that. Yeah, you've dealt with depression. Absolutely, two hundred percent. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't, okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's been going around. Mm-hmm. Wow. Obviously, not making it about me, but yeah. in that moment, I felt like a bad friend. I don't like. I felt like this, this is somebody I call my brother. This is somebody I talk to. I'm the god. <laughs> I'm the godfather to his child. Like I didn't know that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why I started therapy. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. So, like I was saying, so you have to. Ma- so now you're 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 maturating in the late night. Well, no, you're maturating in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where you know, in in Brooklyn, New York, it's not. It's obviously not gentrified yet. It's it's <laughs> Brooklyn not, is Brooklyn. Brooklyn is Brooklyn, this is, and this is old Brooklyn. And so you're having to match it. You're having yeah. to deal with girls. You're having to deal with all these new feelings that come with just being us. Uh, okay. Wow. Um, I'm gonna say it, yeah. and I know it's wrong, but it's the only words I have. Uh-huh. These feelings and things and hormones that normal that like come along with just normal childhood maturation. Mm-hmm. So I know I shouldn't have said normal, but I couldn't think of anything else. There we go. But like normal maturation was, you know, puberty, girls. Oh, my body looks weird. My voice sounds different. You got to deal with all this, but then you still have this damn near debilitating. But that's the thing. I like that. My, I don't know anybody whose life was like mine. Like anybody elaborate a bit if like you, if i grew you up with I, I grew up a first generation haitian so my home is haitian hmm. you know i go to school with racist white kids and you know white kids who probably aren't racist but Court, they see me as a black man him? he's fine okay just one yeah they see me just as a black man yeah. so like throughout my entire child like in elementary school they're making black jokes like black american jokes soul food jokes 
I don't eat soul food. <laughs> you about to say, and they don't even connect to you. You love fried chicken. I like crunchy rice. But seriously, it's like. I went to when I went to college in Old Westbury, like um Shout out to Old West. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's what, I didn't go there, but shout out to Old West. A lot of people went there. Yeah. But that's where I like found myself. That was like where I, my first time I was around black people, like or like every day. You know, I'd never had that experience. And my one of my best friends, Sean, his family owned Sylvia's. Oh mm. like, he, he would bring food every weekend. I was just like, What is this? And like he would like explain soul food to me and like I would eat it every week and I'll just when he would like tell me foods, I'll be like uh-huh. Quick question: How much weight did you gain? <laughs> oh, I was really skinny. I was really, really skinny. I mean, my, that problem—that's the problem I have now, you know. But at the time, it was just Keeping like I used, to, I used to just be like I used to realize like they were saying racist things to me. Like as a kid, I did not—I never heard of collard greens. Like, mm. the, the next time I heard of it was in college, you know. So like, as far as maturation, it was really hard for me because like I didn't have a voice because it's like I am Haitian, so they care about results. Yep, you know. So. Your parents, I, yeah. Okay. So I'm getting bullied. I can't concentrate in, in uh, school. And if I you're have not ADHD, get- I got diagnosed last uh, last uh, November. You know, so and I had it as a kid. So like, I'm doing bad in school because I'm getting bullied, and I'm going home and I'm getting beat up. You know, because I'm not doing well in school. Hmm. So I developed this thing where I just stopped speaking. Like I'm just because pointless. You know, there's no point of saying anything. Nothing's gonna happen when I go home. You know, so then that happened. So like, when it came to like maturing as far as women. Uh, like I didn't, you know, I didn't run around like bagging girls and like all that stuff. I went to school with white kids who thought I was ugly, you know. So I didn't, and like I know I'm not an ugly person, you know, but I didn't grow up. Talk your shit. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm not. Like I, I know I'm a handsome guy, and it's like, but that came with black women approaching me, like because I didn't understand. So, but you're living in Brooklyn. Yeah, you're living in Canarsie. Mm -hmm. Black people all around. No, no. When I was in Canarsie in 97, we were the first black family on our block. And then... You like, said you got... Okay, yeah, I didn't listen. Then, you said uh, you got there in 97. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they started to leave. And then little by little... But I'm also very Haitian. So my dad, his approach was like... He would be like, I don't send you here to make friends. I send you here to go to school. So <laughs> that was like... I didn't get to go on my block. Like, you know my sister, Sarah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Sarah's, yeah, I love Sarah. Sarah's outgoing. Yeah, you know, she's super she, outgoing. So she was the one who was going in the neighborhood and doing stuff. Yeah. I knew... White kids. Sarah, so, uh, a <laughs> little backstory. So Sarah is a part of the, a part of my first appearance on uh, VH1 anything. Oh, sh- her, okay. Shout to her. Shout to Sarah and uh, Heather Haynes. So they mm-hmm. booked me for that that first VH1 thing I did. Mm-hmm. With, uh, it was me, Tax, and Cardi. That's crazy. So that shit's crazy. So yeah, yeah shout to Sarah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she was the, she was the outgoing one. I wasn't really high school. I went to Severian, uh, okay. all boys Catholic high school, um, Bay Ridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, you know, as white, you know, but, you know, those groups of black kids who mm-hmm. came from Flatbush here. That, so I was I was really comfortable. I didn't have issues in high school. But when it came to, like, women, like, I tried to, to talk to one one girl. Like, I saw her on the bus, asked her out. She was just like, you know, you're cute. I would date you if you were taller, and that was it. I just never tried again. Like, I was like... <laughs> these, these fucking... Goddamn... God God damn. I didn't have, like, anybody to talk to and, like, you know, compare with. Like, everybody was outgoing and doing their own thing, you know? Mm. So I was, I don't know, playing Pokemon Red. Which was <laughs> a great My place man. to put your Tuh. efforts. Tuh. A great fucking place to put your yeah. efforts. Who'd you start with? Um, 
Always Char- Char- Charmander. Come on, my so man. Real That's a real nigga, nigga right, right there. <laughs> real fucking nigga right here. And right. the real ones know you go get the link and so you can so trade you with everybody else. So you, add, so you end up with all three. Dog. Listen, and dog. I, I would keep the Charmander. Dog. I kept my Charmander. I wouldn't let him evolve. Maybe that says a lot about me. It does. That wouldn't let it people. It definitely does. <laughs> you don't, don't let like people change. grow. But that nigga was a level 100. That nigga's a level 100 Charmander. That nigga busting everybody's ass. Y'all ain't want that smoke. Son, the nigga Ember hits you like, it's super effective. <laughs> Listen, I wanted destruction. Like, Pikachu wasn't doing that. Like, <laughs> At all. When that fire hit, you know, pow, I need the screen to shake. Blastoise not, not, Blast not, not fucking with uh, level, you nigga, you see me with a level 90 Charmander, get low. Get low. Get low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold, hold on, Jose ain't calling me. Hold on. Yo, Hove. Yo, you on you on the guys next door podcast? Bam, 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 bam. That's Max. Hey, That's Max saying what up? Hey, what's going on? What's up, Max? What's going on? What's so, going on, Hope? So, so on an earlier episode, we was talking about I forgot what we was talking about, but you came up and we uh, your call when you called me over the pandemic and, and uh, you kind of reignited my fire. He was like, "Yo, you've been kind of quiet. What you been up to?" And I was like, "I've been doing everything." <laughs> But um, we started talking about your course. So I was trying to call. I was trying to call you so you could let the people know about the course and before before I uh, ruined it. So go ahead, let the people know about the course that you're doing, the music business course, and how they could uh, become a part of it. Uh thanks, man. Appreciate y'all, good brothers. Well, basically, I did a class at Kingsborough College that was only for the students that went to the class, and I was teaching them, like you know giving them grades and doing papers like real lessons. Professor Hove. Yeah, exactly. Professor Hove. So after that was over, the, the um, my direct report was like, man, this class was really a success and a lot of people reached out and wanted to be a part of this class, but you know, it was only available for the students. So how would you feel about doing a class that's open to the public and you know, you kind of have free reign, you could bring people in, whatever you want to do. So I said, man, that sounds dope. Like, so I, I grabbed up 10 people that I really respect and admire the music business and i said what we're going to do is have it open for the public anybody can register you call kingsborough you set it up and you know every week we're going to have different people come and tell you their personal stories and you get to really like you know hear firsthand success stories last week i had wayno next week i'm going to have uh my lawyer so it's going to be a same lawyer mm. uh, i got sycamore i got Charlemagne, i got a bunch of people that's really like you know uh they, they clearly not me and you, Matt. I didn't hear my name nope, at all, but it's fine. One, nope, nope. Guess we got a lot more to do. We got we got one more work to do. Very successful class has been so far, so I'm gonna do another one, and I would love to have you two brothers involved, Mac, uh, Mr. Mac Wilds, if he has any time. When he's not on Broadway. He can come <laughs> and wow. Touring the country and uh, you know. Trap carry and okay. <laughs> so. We can do that as well. But I love to have both of you brothers. Y'all are my real friends. That's a fact. That's that a is fact. a fact. That we is appreciate a fact. you. Hope we're gonna get back to the episode. But like I said, I just want I didn't want to I didn't want to stumble. Like it was a big thing, and I didn't I want to make sure I called. I was like, what? let him tell. Him yeah, exactly. What this because I don't want to fuck it up and people be trying to enroll in a course that ain't there. Yeah, yeah. Just hit up Kingsborough. So I'm going to sign up for the whole Van Hilton. Business and music class. We're in week four. We're going for six more weeks, and then I'm going to go again to do another ten weeks. I'm going to have the old ladies edition. Then I'm going to have the edition with you know, yeah, guys. All right, there we go. Can't wait. We'll talk to you soon, bro. All right, 
Alright man Man I, I love this space like, I, I do I do I'm not gonna hold it hey, I man. love this space Praise we're God. in we're, Praise God Yeah you know I mean It's Praise a good God. space to be in yep. Good space to be in Um yeah, we were talking about Charmanda and my. Uh, <laughs> and we were talking about me and me not letting him evolve, and that being. That, that may be something that you need to so unpack. I, we, I, we I need might to unpack it. That's a fact. I don't like change. <laughs> stay away. Stay. I'm, I don't like the awkward phase. Charmillion Char- had a dick on his head. We never talked about that. Yo, what? Charmillion had just one Why? dick. Why? Why? On the back of his head. Why he couldn't? It can't be it a was unicorn. Dead. What the fuck was this? It can't be a unicorn. He, it wasn't he, a horn. It was just like a, it was. Just, it was an erect thing. I can't, on his, I can't, it, it was y'all. weird. Jesus Christ! Fuel is made. It's what right? fuel is made. Yeah, in the dick. <laughs> in the dick. It's on top of his fucking head. And like oh, it, Jesus. It, it was rough to get from. Uh, it was rough to get from Charmander to Charizard. So I was just, you know, I'll stay here. Yeah, you got to be at like level thirty-two or something. Yeah, like so that. It, yeah. It, was, it was rough. So I would just rather. Why I remember that? A weak don't Charizard ask. or weak Charizard is not a good. A weak Charizard. Yeah, a weak Charizard is garbage, dog. <laughs> so I just have a strong Charmander. No matter how you cut it, this nigga's fucking y'all up. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know, son. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so yeah. So okay. So you said so the maturation, at least when it came to women, wasn't that. Tough. It didn't come until college, for real. It didn't. Honestly, it didn't really. Like, I didn't really find myself until recently. Like, huh. honestly, I didn't. Do if you don't mind school. me, how old are you? I'm 30, 35. I'll be so thirty six next month. So this is I, the reason I ask because for the people at home that's listening, it's not a quick fix. Uh, no, but it can be something that doesn't take that long. Mm. You know, if you pay attention, that's the thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Because like for me, it's like. I, it could have took one panic attack for them to refer me to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And but never, they didn't know it was a panic attack. I went to the hospital like a dozen, dozens of times. They've never said it was anything mental health. They told me I had a heart condition and this is just, oh, I wasn't allowed to do sports in high school because they said that I might go into cardiac arrest. So I didn't do any sports. I had to stop doing track because I just kept having heart palpitation. I have not had a heart palpitation since I started antidepressants in 2018. Dog. I haven't had a panic attack either. Dog, right there, covers so much that we talk about on this podcast and we talk about just in general, right? Um, Advocacy. Having somebody, it's so important to have somebody there that says, no, he's black, but he's a human, so he can be susceptible to all the things that white people are susceptible to. Like, you can't just write him off. Um, You know, making a space where... I guess the people at home are able to recognize these things and these triggers and these, I don't even know what the word is, but like, ugh. I mean, the sad thing is like for black men and, you know, black women, like the the only time that it's like a reactive approach, like they'll, they'll acknowledge our mental health when we're dead. Yep. Literally. When we're in jail or when we're hospital, like we actually do something. And barely in jail. In yeah. jail is like, oh, yeah. You already, yeah. already did. Yeah. I have a question. Um, what are, uh, as somebody who has dealt with depression, uh, a lot of times my uh, my therapist would tell me to kind of like uh, use or, or kind of like lean into other things. It doesn't solve it, mm-hmm. but it's things that kind of help. Like uh, like for me, going to the gym became my shit. And it's like on some like, all right, cool. I got to go to the gym. If I don't go to the gym, I, I'll so crazy now where it's weird if if there's days that i'm like i gotta go to the gym this day and i don't go 
I feel off. Um, so, uh, do you have any of those, um, anything, th- those things that you lean on, you know, for those, for those, like, oh, and what are those things? For years, honestly, it was, it was the, just the gym. Like when I knew that something was wrong, I just went to the gym. That's why I spent all my time. I was there where it was the Patica club, Packplex. I used to stay there three, four hours a day. Um, now, like the way I am now, like. You know, because it's, you, it's, you're not going to, like, solve everything. It's not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know. But whenever I realize, like, I'm not doing well, I always realize I haven't been to the gym in a minute. In a minute. Mm. Like, that's what I, that's the first thing I always realize. Yeah. But aside from that, like, I mean, most recently, like, I've been making progress last year because, because of my ADHD diagnosis. And honestly, my mom, like, because I had a really bad December last year. And my mom would just be like, you know, tell me to pray. And y'all have this weird relationship with God and I've been distanced for a minute, but like, then it just really clicked. Cause like, you know, with ADHD, it's, it's you know, cause my doctor, he was just like, Oh, you know, we're, I'm going to put you on this new medication. It's going to help you with your concentration, you know, but I didn't know that like eight, like depression, like is heavily related in concentration, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like when it comes to like issues, like in relationships and friendships, it's like when those emotions stay with you, like stuff that happened a long time time ago, like you're not supposed to carry that stuff with you. Like, yeah. Like people who hold grudges, like that's a depressive symptom. Like you're not supposed to. Like. All right. It is. <laughs> no, seriously, it is. It's not lying. So, like, have, but that's what it means to like. I'm to, a hold a fucking grudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. You do wrong by me, motherfucker. But if you're enabled, like if you can't let go of it, like if you're choosing to hold one, that's one thing. Like if you can't let go of it, mm-hmm. like that's another thing because it's 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 a dis- it's distracting you. Yeah, you know, you want to be able to like focus on what's in front of you, your kids, your partner, whatever. Like, you shouldn't be like arguing about like stuff that happened two years ago. That's a concentration issue. Like, Mm -hmm. you should focus on today. You know, so for me, like the thing I lean on the most is just you know trying to be present. Like, it's very important to me to be present. I had to like fix my relationship with my phone because like my phone was really like because it was like it was like ruining my day. Like, it was like I'd wake up fine and. You know, Yo, and I'm I'm only laughing phone. because dog, you, <laughs> niggas don't understand. Yo, Maybe that shit. I don't get it. It no, it's it's. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's like, yeah. All right. Let's say you wake up. You're, you wake up in a good mood. You uh, took your phone. Ah, uh, black man just got murdered in the street. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go to work. And like, it's it just takes. You wear day. that, huh? You like so you see that, and maybe that. I mean, for me, I, it's it. Those hit me hard because I've deal- been dealing with racism since I was five. Mm-hmm. Right. So with it's that, a trigger. Like, especially like last year, because like last year, with all the, with the Trump stuff, like, like I wanted Trump to be gone because like all the kids I went to school kept reaching out to me like all year. Like the kid who like organized me getting jumped, he reached out to me. And like, I remember I, I posted like the story. I was like, this is why I left the school. Because everyone's like, why did you leave? And I posted, I was like, this is what happened. I got beat up. Stalls were down. I they. I was knocked out for a couple of hours. And that kid who like did it to me, like he was right real under it. He was just like, well, he's not a kid. He's 36 now. But he was like, oh, I feel, I feel bad that happened to you. Like, so let me knock you out. Well, no, but he didn't remember. He said what? He didn't remember. No, that's what I would say. He didn't remember. He was just like. Uh, but he doesn't remember doing it? He doesn't remember doing it. He was just like, I remember going to the bathroom that day. I remember seeing the stalls on the door. And that was it. He's like, I'm sorry that happened to you. I was like, you're the one who did it. You know, but I didn't, I didn't want to like drag it. Like I'm, I'm over it, but. Like, I if you do don't believe- want to be over it, let me know. And I can... That's fine. So you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I like... 
about to say, listen, we, we got some people who know some people who could get some <laughs> I'm with stuff this. handled. I don't, what I said earlier, I hold a grudge. I mean, I'll, t- I'll take an apology. Like, I don't want to cash it with me. I don't move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, whew, it, you are like a product of your environment. The parents said they're not great people, you know, so, I mean, I wanted that to stop because it was like kids who never did anything to me reaching out to make sure they didn't do anything. Other kids to just tell me that they love me. I'm amazing. I'm incredible. Why am I incredible? Like, just you know, throwing compliments, and then you know, people like him, and then he just disappeared. You know, but maybe that's the reason why. What? When last episode we were talking mm-hmm. about how people can, how how susceptible we are to taking bad news, but mm-hmm. how how we aren't as susceptible taking good news or right. good graces or right. praise. Right. Uh, and it may be because we're so used to people being fake about it or mm. being performative about it. Mm. So funny story, mm. like earlier this year, I was working at a startup uh, for a friend. Get uh, some money. Get a yeah, lot of money. So making startups, bread. Startups always mean a lot of money. <laughs> this kid, I was, this kid named Lenny, you know, I played poker with him a few guys, a few times, uh, white guys, work with him. But like, he kept like, Telling me, like, oh, you need to be, like, I'm coming with this opportunity. I wasn't working. He was like, I, just, I know you're not working. I was like, oh, man, I appreciate it. But he kept, like, saying, oh, you should be grateful. He kept saying that to me. I'm like, why do I need to be grateful? And he gave me, like, his rate, which is, like, like it wasn't, like, a terrible, but I'm like, that's not my rate. Like, I know, mm-hmm. even though I'm not working, I know I'm my worth, you know. So, like, whatever happened, like, he didn't want to pay me the way he want, he agreed upon. I'm like, all right, cool. This was your idea. I'm out. Like, hmm. you know, it's just no harm, no foul. Hmm. He was just like, if you don't work, return to work computer by tomorrow, I'm going to have the police come to your come to your house and take it off of your body. It's my guy. I'm like, huh. Okay. Um, cool. And he's like a white Black Lives Matter advocate, you know. I've always been kind, never hmm. been anything funny. Like, he ended up giving the money. As, like, I was just like, look, I... I'm like, I go viral on Twitter all the time with my daughter. I'm like, I could just tweet. I just tweet something. Like, right. it'll have, like, people attack your investors. And, mm-hmm. like, as soon as I said that, he gave me my money, like, immediately. You know, but, that like, that goes to show that's, like, you don't know what, like, what people are thinking. Like, they can come, like, all supportive and nice and, like, just look at you like, okay, you're a problem and I know yeah. how to get rid of you. Because, like, I, I wrote Cuomo about it. Cause I was like, <laughs> you fund, like, these startup should've companies. You should have sent a woman. Hmm? You should have wrote it. <laughs> Jesus, I hate you. Why? Why? It would have never got resolved. Why? <laughs> oh, it would have got resolved. If she would have, Something would have got resolved. If, she if, she, if you would have pinned it on a woman, like, right yeah. above the titty, you would have been like, what's this? <laughs> nah, but, um, yeah, I mean, that it just makes things more difficult. For me, it's like, I, like it's, it, I've been carrying, like, this, like, racist stuff for so long. Like, so my, my trigger is, I get like, it. I, 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 like, I don't understand it. And I've heard Max say that before. And like, if you're a Max friend, any for any time longer than ten minutes, you're gonna realize like trying to contact him via phone. Yeah, it's just it's that is terrible. that's the problem. The most trigger. it is that's the triggering part of my. It's <laughs> so like all right, I'm gonna. I, like, I need to talk to Mac at twelve, so I should probably text him at eight tomorrow night. It's and just it's it. I had to. <laughs> I I I had to get a better relationship with my phone, and I'm still I'm still learning that. Right. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to get even better with it, because we're in we're in the information age, so information comes at at us literally at the speed of light. Whatever whatever 
the things that you want to see or the things that you don't want to see will be on your phone as soon as you pr- as soon as you open this bitch is right there right so whether it's a text message from somebody that you don't want to talk to if it's uh if it's uh, uh some a tweet that you just it just doesn't sit right with your soul if it's the fucking instagram seeing somebody flexing and and you're not in the right place and it's just like ah why am I not there? Then you start beating yourself, bro. It's you have to you you have to learn a different culture with your own phone. Like you have to treat it like it's a like it's a person. You have to have a better relationship with your phone. It's fucking nuts, bro. Boundaries. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, Real I, shit. I don't know. I never had that issue. Like y'all know, like when I don't like, I have no problem setting boundaries because of that fucking phone. I got at this point. What? How many unanswered text messages I got? I mean, you are Mouse Jones. 836. I mean, you may not have an issue, but the people around you may. That's what you know, I'm saying. Like, it was designed to like keep you close to people far away, but it does the opposite. Yeah, that, and, and maybe that's why I'm so... Like, I never understand it. And, and I couldn't be a part of the prom. Because I'd be like, you know, when I hear somebody say... Like, usually when I hear somebody say that, I'd be like... But I remember the first time Max said it, and I was like... Bitch, niggas, like, just put the phone down. Like, what the fuck? Or... How you triggered by something? Like I, I remember I used to always say like, um, nothing can piss me off about something that I can turn off. Like nothing on this phone can piss me off because I can turn it off. Yes. If I take, if I scroll up and if I swipe out, nothing you're, <laughs> nothing on Twitter is bothering me because it don't exist. But I think that's the thing, right? It's it's the that initial once you see it, you can't unsee it. I wish I could just fucking delete the shit out of my head. But once I seen it, then I turn it off. Then it's in my head the whole time. Like, damn, why the, why the fuck? Has that added damn. to your depression? or? Triggered? Oh, yeah. It always does. It always. Like somebody saying something, something about, uh, about a project or something. The funniest thing is that when it comes to when it comes to projects and all of that stuff, I've I've been in this business since I was a kid. So I, I automatically expect somebody to have uh a judgment about it, whether good or bad. Mm. It's for me, and this is speaking more candidly. It's it's when people speak about where I am in my career, what I should what I should be doing, kind of what or we're start about last episode. yeah, or start comparing me to this person or that person, or oh, you should be. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.